Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello. Mubby. I'm just here to stare at y'all and interrupt. Go ahead and start again so I can interrupt you. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fun episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. We have a special episode today as we have another special guest. It's been a while since we've had a guest, so, you know, it's beyond due. And the person that we have on today is one of our greatest friends, Ben. He is a mega Survivor fan and was my bridesman in my wedding. I've actually known him longer than I've known Callan, so we are all (laughs) very close friends. He is also, fun fact, husband of Elizabeth, who was on our Halloween episode way back when. So we're just, you know, keeping it all in the friend group and just having fun. Ben, great friend, loves all of the CBS reality shows. He is a fantastic shoe salesman and just overall cool person. So welcome, Ben. Well, thank you. <laughs> wow, what an intro. I don't know. You know, it's a good thing I'm not giving the intro myself or it would have been like two seconds long. It would be like, hi, I'm Ben and I like Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> that's acceptable too. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what you feel like is the most important thing anyway. So that's okay. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if this was like group therapy or something because it was a problem <laughs> that I was doing it too much. If we needed to get out like a banner, you know. <laughs> not at all. We cut straight to the chase. Okay, well, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, our special guest here is Ben. And as always, I'm Anna, and we are here with the fabulous Callan. Hi, wish I could be there with y'all to record, but virtual will have to do. Yep, you're here in spirit. Thank you. Well, speaking of spirits, are you sipping on any spirits? Oh, good one. (laughs) (laughs) I have a spirit. I have a nice Sauvignon Blanc tonight. Classy. Yes, it's the decoy brand that I have mentioned on here before. It's probably my favorite wine brand. And this is a nice Sauvignon Blanc, like I said. So it's a little bit grapefruity, just very light, a good refreshing wine. Yeah, it's very good. What are y'all sipping on? Wonderful. Well, one of the pillars of our friendship Ben, how about how about you share what that is? Well, one of the, like like Anna saying, one of the things that we even refer to each other is dude, D E W D. That is that is one of our uh, affectionate names for each other as friends. That's true. And we're drinking Mountain Dew. Correct. I mean that's that's a classic. So Dew on the rocks for me, and <laughs> I must say you know it's. Oh man, it's like the god of the the what the nectar of the gods. That's what we call it, right? Right. right. <laughs> you almost called it a god itself. Like. <laughs> no, it's just so good. I mean, it's straight from heaven. You know, it is fantastic. I don't even know like where that really started. Yeah, but it's like been a thing for forever. Basically, all of our photos that we have together. We have Mountain Dew in hand. That's right. We have some actually from the mountains. Like we have Mountain Dews in front of the Mountain Views, which (laughs) I thought was pretty clever. Uh, Literally at Anna's own wedding, we have a picture of us posing with Mountain Dews in wedding attire. It's true. Mm -hmm. He is my bride's dude. That's right. Spelled the same way. (laughs) Official title right there. 
I think it's copyrighted now. I don't know. It is. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) It will be after this episode, right? (laughs) (laughs) If anybody was going to be sponsored by Mountain Dew, it would need to be the two of you. Wow, what a compliment. That's right. Yes, I agree. I mean, I've all every single time I'm watching a season of Survivor. Look, I'm already segueing into it. <laughs> I told you it's a problem. But like all, every single time I'm watching a season of Survivor, and they're like doing one of those challenges where they're holding up their arms with a big bucket of water or something like that, and they're like, "Would you step down for this?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, come on, guys, don't give it up." If they pulled out a Mountain Dew, I'd be like, "See ya." <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew and Pringles. Immunity, right? why you know, right? So yeah, Mountain Dew and Pringles. That uh, that is funny because in season two, the Australian Outback that was a sponsor, and I'm really really sad that Mountain Dew is no longer a sponsor of Survivor because they would give it to him in rewards, and I just love it, and I enjoy watching it in Doritos also. So it was really funny. There'd be like Mountain Dew and Doritos or Mountain Dew and Pringles. And I know which episodes those are when I'm rewatching them. And it's terrible because last year I was rewatching the Australian Outback with uh, a friend of mine, Cody, who y'all both know. And on that episode, I intentionally brought out some some uh, Doritos and Mountain Dew right before the reward challenge where they're going to earn Mountain Dew and, Pring- and uh, Doritos. He laughed so hard. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you can have like a tangible experience to go along with your viewing that's right it's like let's watch these people suffer and let's uh reap the rewards of enjoying this reward with them yeah like the losers don't get the reward but we do exactly (laughs) well i've laughed about that before too because we love to watch the show and like feast it's like we always have like dinner or just yeah. lots of food and we're just watching these people who are starving and they're <laughs> crying about not having any food and here we are we're like this is great we're <laughs> our fridge. it's so like good like eating a 12 count nugget and oh, like 12. all of that's the an chip understatement. options <laughs> that's right yeah we have lots of chip options it's like oh let, yeah. just go to the fridge grab another drink you know and so yeah right. i'll get uh, to laugh at that when not if but when I get the chance to play Survivor, I'll have to laugh at that a little bit, thinking of myself watching all those people suffer for so long while eating. (laughs) It's like, maybe it's coming back to bite me. Well, speaking of that, Ben has auditioned multiple times for Survivor. Um, I know that Anna and I have mentioned on here that we have auditioned for The Amazing Race. Between our friend group, somebody is going to end up on a CBS show. But if anybody deserves to be on Survivor, it would be Ben. Oh, stop. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep going. Keep going, please. (laughs) How many auditions have you done at this point? I have applied... Well, should I? I should make it a guessing game. What do you think? Isn't it I know like you've seven? Been to, I thought it was like ten. Ten is actually accurate, but seven's not a bad and guess. And, and, in and a here's why: in person, right? So that's the thing: is that it is mm-hmm. ten, ten times applying collectively, but seven of those were audition videos, and three okay. of them were open casting calls. So, so seven's a fair guess too, because that's how many audition videos I have put in the traditional way. Okay. So. Yeah. And counting, and counting. We're still working oh, there. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Nobody here is giving up. We are... That's right. Never give up, <laughs> never surrender. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but if anybody wants to write in on behalf of any of us to CBS, please feel free. That's right. Do it right now. Do it. D-E-W. Do it. <laughs> 
I, I've got to get my plugs in. Mountain Dew sending me a check after this. Well, along with talking about what we've been drinking and our audition numbers, we also like to talk about what we've been consuming recently as far as media. That could be books, movies, TV shows, music. We've even talked about a board game, so... It, it's really up in the air. I, I really like that because you said what we've been consuming lately and my mind went to like food because we were just talking about what we've been consuming. I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't remember what I had for breakfast. So. <laughs> Thankfully not. <laughs> I, do you want to do, do we want to say we're watching Australian Survivor or did you have something separate? Oh, no, I mean, anything and in, in everything. I mean, yeah, Australian Survivor has definitely been the, the hot take there. We have, uh, Anna and I have been watching the international version of Survivor. It is fantastic. It is I just, wonderful. I can't get enough of it. For the longest time, as a super fan of Survivor, I was like, as soon as Jeff is done with Survivor, Survivor will probably end. And Australian Survivor is the first thing where I really feel like, wow, it can survive without him because mm-hmm. the host on Australian Survivor is fantastic. Yeah. And the production value, oh my gosh. I, I'm blown wonderful. away. And I just find myself wanting more and more and more. And I'm watching the show with Anna and with my mom and I'm glad that I'm watching it with them. First off, it's super fun to share it, and I'm going to be sharing it with other people very shortly as well. But if I wasn't watching it with them, I would I probably would be watching it like every single minute of every single day <laughs> until I finish it. It's just I just want more and more yeah. and more and more and more. I mean, here we are. We watched yesterday. We watched tonight, and we're talking about watching tomorrow too. And most of those times we're watching for like three or four hours at a time. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend cannot talk about it enough. And I've actually done an episode on the first season of Australian Survivor that Ben and I watched and uh, did a whole episode of the podcast on that. So it is fantastic. One of the like, it's super fun to watch already, but their casting is just on point i think i definitely agree and the editing is much mm-hmm. more balanced that's something that as a super fan can be a little bit frustrating on the right. u.s version occasionally is that you'll have a few people who are getting edited very well who you're expecting are going to make it towards the end of the game or at least be a fan favorite or something like that but on australian survivor oftentimes the person who's making it to the end or even winning the season may not be the person who you expected. And as a Mm -hmm. viewer, I have been blindsided several times and that has been a ton of fun. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. It's fun when you can't predict it because I feel like what you're saying on American survivor, a lot of the times you can start, especially if you've watched a lot of seasons and you pick up on their patterns, it's kind of like, okay, I can see where this is going. Yeah. It's almost a bad thing. It's like being a super, super, super fan can be a bad thing when watching it because I find it distracting and it's like, I'll see something in somebody's edit and I probably shouldn't even say this on here because now other people will be watching for it. But it's like, if you see something on the edit, that portrays anybody like in a negative light, whether it's kind of them being lazy or even something as goofy as them like snoring while sleeping, they're probably not the winner of that season. And that sounds so weird, but it's like they just don't want to portray their winner as a snoozer, as somebody who Mm -hmm. is lazy. They want to show that whether they're a hero or a villain or maybe just scrappy, they want to show that they earned it and they they don't want them to be portrayed as somebody who is not hardworking. It's okay right. if they're not likable. They can be a villain and they can be despicable, but they want them to be shown as somebody who is hustling to get that win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now it's distracting because I'll see that. I'll see that and I'll be like, oh, okay, somebody else is <laughs> off the list. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's very true. And vice versa. Like you can a lot of times figure out who's going home in an episode. Like if you're halfway through the season and somebody has never had an interview and all of a sudden you're seeing (laughs) them throughout the show, you're like, okay, well, obviously you're going home. This is your last episode. (laughs) Yeah. And and similarly, it's like the winner is not going to necessarily be the person who gets the first confessional of the season. They're not necessarily going to have the most confessionals in the season. There've been lots of seasons of survivor where the winner does not have the most confessionals. So that doesn't always equate to it. There've been a handful where they do as well, of course, but if you're getting like quite a few episodes in and you haven't heard from somebody, (laughs) they're not going to be the winner. You know, it's exactly, unfortunately that's the way it goes. Yep. So. Very true. Well, I yeah. have not watched Australian Survivor yet, but every time Anna has <laughs> mentioned it, I have thought it sounds really good. So D E W it. <laughs> do it. That's the theme of this episode. That's right. Do it. Yeah. Just just do it. <laughs> That's like the episode title. Like right CBS there. casting. Just <laughs> do, it. do it. That's us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Like I said, I haven't been watching Australian Survivor, but I have been watching a previous season of Survivor that took me a very long time to watch, as Ben knows all too well. So I was probably the last person to see Winners at War that like watches the show regularly. I just never started it live, and so I ended up just waiting to be able to watch it with Ben because... If you're friends with Ben, then you know that he would prefer you to watch a season of Survivor with him, and it'll be more fun to watch it with somebody you can talk about it with anyway, yeah. so it's yeah, worth I think, the wait. I think I, I think I harassed her for about a year, and was just like, <laughs> have you watched it yet? Has it been spoiled yet? Have you watched it yet? Has it been spoiled mm-hmm. yet? Have you watched it yet? It's like, it was just a broken record with those two phrases, and I couldn't believe that she didn't get spoiled on it, especially mm-hmm. since she like follows some of these people on Twitter and, and everything. I'm like... Yeah. They're going to be like, congratulations, you won the game. I'm like, stop! I, I was like, don't, you know. So that was that was a little scary to me. But somehow she did not get spoiled on it. And that was awesome. And even though she says she was slow to watch it, she was also fast and slow <laughs> to watch it. Because we, yeah. we binge watched it and watched it in like, what, kind of two days? Really, I mean, it was, it, yeah. it was kind of shorter than that. It was like, I mean, we watched a lot of hours in a very short period of time, so... We did. I I made up for my lost time. Yeah, I have no idea how I made it that long without a spoiler. And when it was on and I knew I was behind, I was good at avoiding everything. And then Mm -hmm. once it had been so long, it was like nobody's talking about it anymore. So I can kind of venture around social media (laughs) Good thing she wasn't around me too often. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about it. Well, it was a great season once I (laughs) saw it. It was very fun and entertaining to watch. And, of course, it took me longer, too, because if I was going to watch it with Ben, we had to be in person, and that was challenging in 2020. Everybody can understand Mm -hmm. that. So I'm glad that we finally did it. And Ben and I in our friend group are known for being the ones that are fine with staying up all hours of the night you know, like we can make up sleep later. Like, oh, absolutely! That's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, you, you just you just bank it. You you know when you can get sleep, just just store some, like a camel <laughs> with water, and you're good. <laughs> that's right. It's worth it. I don't remember how tired I was, even though I know I was tired, but I do remember the episodes I watched. So that's, that's what good. Matters. That's all, that's all I can ask. <laughs> there'll be there'll be a test afterwards. Well, speaking of a test. 
Yeah. That's true. Uh oh. A good test of our friendship. Oh dear, here we go. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. See, final answer. (laughs) (laughs) Like we talked about every single week on this show, Callan and I talk about how we would love to be on The Amazing Race. It is a dream of ours. So, Ben, do you have a reason why we should be on The Amazing Race? Oh, geez. Like, just one reason? That's that's uh, that's asking a lot. Good start, right there. Right there. Yeah, yeah, there's like there's there's so many reasons, and I can give <laughs> like great. serious reasons, and I can give silly reasons. So let me let me do a little bit of both. So here here's a dumb one. You ready? So I want yeah. y'all to get on the Amazing Race so so badly, and y'all need to because once y'all get on Amazing Race, that gives me a plug for Survivor. It's like, <laughs> hey, look, it's like I get to put them in my audition video, and it's like, remember them? They won Amazing Race. You see what I did there? That's they true. won. That's good. Yeah. That's right. And so so no, okay. So that's 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 goofy. But but another another reason is I do think y'all would be great great television. I think that our state is severely underrepresented now it has been represented just barely more on amazing race than it has been on survivor season seven what i think it, i think that y'all would be a very fun pair on amazing race and one of the things that i think would just be such good television i can only imagine that y'all get to a detour and because y'all are both so nice and can be indecisive i think it would be so funny to see an elapsed time on like how long they're making a decision for who does the detour and I just I can imagine that, and I just think it would be so funny. So, so I know that's, we've talked that's, about that's, that. That's kind of that's kind of goofy and terrible at the same time, but I do think that that would be kind of fun. We've really talked about both of those things in the past because I I think that we have said like the opposite way. Like if you're on Survivor, that's going to help us get on the Amazing Race. So really, we're all here to support each other and help right. one another get Absolutely. our dreams to come true so exactly but yeah we've joked uh i think that we said that in our first audition tape that like our weakness would be our Mm -hmm. indecisiveness and that we'd be looking at each other like well what do you want to (laughs) do so (laughs) yeah that will have to be something we have to overcome but i feel confident that we can and that you're right it it will be good television yeah and it's definitely more of a tease also because i'm pretty sure that in the moment y'all know the show so well Y'all know what happens if you just wait around forever, and y'all are going to be hustling wherever you can, and that's that's would be part of what makes it fun too. Well, thank you. I feel good about those those. Answers. And I'm sure that y'all have said this uh, before, but y'all are also you know well traveled. Y'all have done traveling a good bit together, and I think that that would bode well for you. And I think that you know traveling around the world that's not really anything that is a stranger to either one of y'all. And I think that y'all would thrive well under pressure because neither one of y'all freaks out very much at, at very much. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate like, all I, of like, that. I, like, like, I might be like uh, like season five Colin if I was on Amazing Race and I'd just be like, my ox is broken. Wow, I made that like go really loud all of a sudden. Sorry, guys. It's for dramatic effect. Yeah. Well, thank you for your kind words. We will definitely yeah. put that in our audition. <laughs> well, good. Maybe our next audition tape should just be like, reading off all these reasons a snippet yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you know we gotta get creative you know stand out Most definitely but since anna and i have auditioned for the amazing race and ben has auditioned for survivor we have tried to tell elizabeth that she needs to audition for big brother that would be <laughs> yeah. hilarious I would. absolutely <laughs> i think she would be hilarious on big brother 
I, yeah. oh, she would definitely be hilarious on Big Brother. She would. She might thrive. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like one of those contestants who who knows so little about the game that it would do <laughs> that it would do her very well because someone who's like a real schemer would be like, wow, she knows nothing about the game, and they would try and connect mm-hmm. with her, form this secret alliance or something along those lines, and then all of a sudden she's making it towards the end of the game, and then she's just way more likable than the conniving person. And hey, there you are at the end of the game. And she's a teacher, so the summer that's perfect for her. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, and she, and she, uh, like the rest of us in certain ways, she has a very random skill set up her arsenal and I can see <laughs> her doing true. well in some of those mm-hmm. strange challenges and whatnot. Uh, oh, yeah. now she hates, she hates like with a passion Zingbot. She can't stand <laughs> him. Like while I was binge watching, so I binge watched all of Big Brother. I hadn't watched it until last year. Um, when y'all were starting starting All Stars and y'all were like, oh, you should get caught up. And I'm like, yeah, no big deal. I'll just catch up on 21 seasons of a show <laughs> that has like gobs and gobs of episodes and, and hours and hours of t- uh, just ridiculous. But hey, look, it was it was quarantine times, right? So I did. I watched all of it and it was crazy. But uh, it seemed like Elizabeth would fall asleep in the living room and she would always wake up while I was still watching <laughs> Big Brother because I would I would watch it for like eight hours straight oftentimes. And she would always wake up to Zingbot. That shrill voice would always wake her up. And she would look at me with the most confused face. She's like, what the heck are you watching? I hate this so much. And she would just she would just give this this look of disgust. And then she would get up and she'd go to bed, which, just shaking her head. And I'd be like, Ann and Gallon. <laughs> it's all our fault. Yeah, it's all their fault. Sorry. They made me watch this show, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Zingbot's the best episode. I love Zingbot. Right. I'm always looking forward to Zingbot. And that's what's really funny is like, I I don't think, you know, when you're just hearing that voice and it means nothing to you, I guess it could be more annoying. But to me, I'm just like, yes, this is the episode I've been waiting for. I understand. That's like, I, when I was younger, would fall asleep watching like Nick at Night. You know, like I'm watching Friends. Yeah, exactly. I'm watching Friends or something going to sleep and I fall asleep with the TV on and I wake up to spongebob which i'm not a spongebob (laughs) fan but i would just hear his voice and it was like the most annoying thing you could wake me up with so i can relate (laughs) like zingbot does not have a you know soothing sound Yeah, I right. get that, and that and that is funny too. Because see, Elizabeth loves SpongeBob, so it's kind of ironic. It's like you pick That's your true. poison, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe it's all timing. Yeah, you can only yeah. you can only tolerate so much annoying. So it's just like, which one do you prefer? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're on the topic of Big Brother, how long did it take you to watch all of those seasons? I would have to go back and look at my text, y'all. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, how long did it take me? I think I started in like when did when did All Stars premiere? August. Mm-hmm. So I want to say I started right around that same time. I think I started started in August, and why do I feel like I finished in January? I think yeah, I it was really not that long. Surprisingly, so, so yeah. Now so, we need to look that? at the amount of yeah. episodes. Yeah. Oh no, no, I didn't skip episodes. Like even on the on the the early seasons where they'd have like food challenges and like kind of fluff episodes. No, I mean like I, I watched all of it. I mean I did start with season two. As recommended by Callan. Yeah, and I, 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 yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun, and it was just one of those things where after I finished, I felt like I had so much time, and I'm like, now what do I do with my life? <laughs> 
It's a full-time job. It, it is. Like we were saying earlier with the edit of the show, I do think that that's kind of cool with Big Brother also because they can't really give somebody a good or bad edit because they don't know mm-hmm. who's going to win. It's yeah. like, that's fun. And you, unless like you just get behind yourself, you can't get a spoiler or predict anything like you're saying because right. it's going to change that's true. week to week. That's you true. Know? There, have, there have definitely been some, some cases with Survivor and I'm sure that even... Even now, it's like season 41. I bet if you dig around in the, the dark corners of the internet, don't do this. But <laughs> if you if you dig around, I'm sure you can find results for what happens on the season. And it's frustrating, you know, it's frustrating that that's out there. But when you have, you know, how many people working on the crew? Like hundreds. It's like it's just hard to keep things. And then you've got family members and it's like who's going mm-hmm. to say what. It, but yeah, that, that is kind of cool that with Big Brother... You know, they are cut off from communication and then things could change inside the house and nobody else is able to communicate that to them while they're there. And that makes it fun. Well, do you have a couple favorite Big Brother people? Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) Yeah, see, I mean, I I feel like a lot of my favorite players are some of the fan favorite players. I do think that hands down my favorite player is Dr. Will Kirby. I just think he is fascinating. I love the way he plays the game. I can't get enough of him on my television. I just want him. I, I want him on Survivor. I want him on Amazing Race. I want him on anything that I'm watching. He can, if if, if he did the news, I would watch the news. You know, and if you know me, I don't watch the news. <laughs> I I think that he was super super fun on his first go round on season two. So. That was that was fun for me to watch his original season. What was funny was it took me about half the season to realize that I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of the evil doctor. And it was like the further along we got, I realized that this was him. And I've heard of, of this guy, but I didn't know if he was going to, I didn't know that he was the the winner. Oops, spoiler. But I didn't, I didn't know that even though this was a season that aired in 2001. So even though I knew his name, I didn't see him as the winner. I mean, when watching the show, you're not expecting that. And it gets closer and closer. And by the time it gets to like the final five or four, or something like that. I'm like, please let him win. Please let him win. That would be so funny. And then, of course, he wins, and it was so funny. And I thought he was... I I just... I love how terrible he is. I love it when he says things that are ridiculous when he comes back in All-Stars and he basically tells them to all vote him out because he hates them. And it's like, I hate every single one of you. I'm going to try my hardest to lose at all of the... The competitions for whether we're on the on slop or not. And he's like, if you're on my team, I'm gonna throw it and we're gonna lose. And I just think it's <laughs> hilarious. And then it's like, how he survives that vote and he really, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably get some flack for saying it, but I really think he should have won All Stars. And I think it's crazy that he could have been a two-time winner, and I really think he should have been. And what's funny is that, again, I I guess it's okay for me to spoil stuff that happened, you know, years and years and years ago. But, I mean, if there wasn't that weird situation where Erica basically talks Janelle out of taking her into the top three instead of Will, it made perfect sense for her to take Erica out and then either Will or Janelle is sitting in the top two, and we have a totally different outcome of that season. Because I do think that the two of them played the best game, but as much as I like Janelle playing that season, the only reason she was anywhere that close towards the finish line anyway was just because of Chilltown purposely trying to throw competitions and let her win, and, and it was just the secret alliance. I, th- I thought they are fantastic. So I love, I love Dr. Will. I love Tyler, a big fan of his. Um, Danielle, also who played in All Stars, big fan of hers as well. I wish that she had come back 
a third time. Yeah, we'll we'll go we'll go with those for a for yeah, maybe a, maybe rounding up. Uh, well, and and look, oh, I can't I can't uh, I can't name my favorites without mentioning Dan. Also, I mean Dan, I just think is fantastic. Also, to me, Dan and Will are very very similar, and I know that they play different despite playing similarly. And I think one of the reasons why I love Will is because he makes it seem so effortless more so than anyone else. He just, he genuinely doesn't seem like he cares or is trying. And, uh, but Dan is fantastic television and I loved him his first season. And when he came back again, I I liked him way more. Thought he was great. Good selections. Definitely. (laughs) Yes. That was a solid lineup. (laughs) I mean, I think I can speak for me and Anna when I say that Dr. Will is not our favorite right. player. And I knew that, but I had to answer it yeah. the same way that I want to cuz look, some, some a lot of the a lot of the times our opinions line up the same way and sometimes they don't. I mean, and I know that it's with true. with Anna too is like especially <laughs> yeah. watching all these these shows with her, we have a lot of the same favorites and I love having the same opinion. And sometimes we don't have the same favorites and I'm okay with that too. I mean, that's part of what makes it fun. Yeah. I mean, these people are real people. They're not just characters, and I don't know. I, I, I like it when, when we don't always have the exact same opinion also. I agree, because that makes the discussion more lively, and somebody might point out something that you didn't think about or notice about someone that you like. Right. So, yeah, I mean, Dr. Will's not our favorite, but he's an icon. I don't think you can argue with the fact that he's a legend. I love Mm -hmm. him as, like, the jury questioner. I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I have loved his role now. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I love that. And I think he's hilarious. And you can't argue with how well he's done in his season. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's not in my favorite list, but... You can't argue with the fact that he's a legend. But as for the other three that you said, I mean, yes, I'm totally with you. Dan is probably my favorite player of all time, of all the Big Brother seasons. I think Danielle is one of my favorite women that's ever been on the show. I would love for her to come back. I love Tyler. He's probably my favorite of like the newer seasons for sure. Um, I've really enjoyed him. So, yeah. I'm with you. You know that, uh, and and of course, Danielle wants to play Survivor, so her stock rose with that, you know. Right. Of course. She would be awesome at Survivor. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And she was another one where I enjoyed her a lot on her first season, and I also really enjoyed her a lot on her return. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of a big thing is like when, when I can like you on more than one season... That's that's yeah. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That is the test of someone for sure on all of these shows. Like, yeah, you can definitely like somebody a lot on their first season, and then when you see more of them, you're like, eh. But I feel like the people that we really love on all of these shows, like they've come back for multiple seasons, and we still are big fans of theirs. Right, right. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, whether they win or lose, or they they go out early, or you know, it doesn't matter. But the core of who they are, you're still seeing that. And it's fun to also see people play from different positions. And that's one of the things that makes it interesting too, because a lot of the times on like Survivor or Big Brother, you start to root for the underdog just because mm-hmm. you, you it's it's almost like, oh, look at them. It's it's endearing and they're, they're scrappy and they're hanging in there or whatever. But it is, it's fun to watch these seasons of Survivor sometimes and see players who have played it from multiple areas before. Like, Mm -hmm. dominating and then also, you know, like, scraping by. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's fun to see how they act in different situations. Right, and to see, like, because sometimes it, it, they can get themselves into situations, and other times it's like it's totally out of their control also. With both mm-hmm. of those shows, you know, there's there's twists and turns along the way that sometimes, you know, somebody can be playing a perfect, quote-unquote, perfect game, and something kind of thwarts it. I mean, how many seasons of Survivor or Big Brother or Amazing Race, for that matter, would be changed if those seasons had like Redemption Island or Edge of Extinction, or if they had a battle back competition where a certain player came back into Big Brother when they didn't, or they the non-elimination leg on Amazing Race happened to work out for a team that, you know, would have come back. I mean, mm-hmm. we have seen that on shows for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I know we've talked about Big Brother a little bit, but I mean, if you think of Ben, you've got to have Survivor somewhere in that same sentence. (laughs) So I'd love to kind of pick your brain to talk about some things you love about Survivor. Maybe my first question would be, I know that I've had several personal friends who just started watching Survivor because they put two seasons on Netflix. Right. Which I feel like it's kind of brought some people who have never watched the show before. So... Do you have maybe a good start list that you would recommend for people who hopefully don't go to Netflix to watch just those two seasons, (laughs) but maybe go to Paramount Plus or something and have access to all of them? Do you have a? It's so hard. It's it's. I'm constantly in this dilemma because it's like (laughs) I there's lots of my friends who I'm still trying to start on Survivor, and I get them involved in right. And it's one of those things (laughs) where it's like yeah, right. Well, it builds upon itself so much. So it's like I feel like the right answer is to just start from the beginning, more or less. Now, I have found a lot of success with some of my long-term friends watching Survivor to start them on the Australian Outback, which is season two, instead of Borneo, which is season one. Um, I think the characters are a little bit more fun that season. There's definitely more uh, heroes and villains to root for and against, whereas season one... is. Season one is just so strange. I mean, it really is. It's, it's you know, the first season of anything's got to be a little little off kilter from the rest of it, right? They were still trying to figure it out. But season one is a hot mess, and I, and I love it. And going back and watching it is crazy. It is also crazy to, to think about the fact that it premiered over 21 years ago. That's insane. Mm-hmm, that, that is. That is that, because it was May 31st, 2000 when it premiered. And I guess one of the reasons why I recommend Australia as one of the ones to start on is actually that was the first season that I watched. And my parents watched the first season of Survivor, but when you have a man running around totally undressed, <laughs> you know, it's like when, when I'm little little 10-year-old boy, it's like my parents were like, no, we're not, we're going to skip this one, you know. So they watch it themselves, but... Uh, Season two comes along and they're like, okay, well, this cast, they, they're not they're not running around in the nude. Maybe we can maybe we can watch this as a family. And so Australian Outback holds a special place in my heart because it was the first season that I watched while it was on television. That's that's an easy place for me to recommend. I also feel like if you're jumping further along, I mean, obviously they put Heroes versus Villains and Kageon on Netflix. And I think that probably the reason they did those two seasons is because they're two of the most highly received seasons of the show. They're regarded very, very well amongst fans and even casual viewers. I do think Kageon is a great first season to watch in a sense because it's an all-new cast. It is modern gameplay of Survivor 
And when I say modern gameplay, I mean it does have hidden immunity idols and... You know, you didn't have some of those goofy rules that you had in the early seasons, like where if it's a tie vote at Tribal Council, the previous votes count against you, or mm-hmm. we're going to a questionnaire to see who <laughs> is. Like, goofy goofy rules that they eliminated, thankfully, very early on. But um, Kageon's a great season. Also, another one of my favorites to, to start people on is Token Chains which is season 18 and we actually Anna and I watched that last year and that was a uh, that was Steven's first season. Mm-hmm. So Anna's husband it was his first season and I watched it with with Cody as well. We we all watched that one together and that was a lot of fun. And that's if you don't want to start at the very very beginning and you don't want to start as modern as Kageon and you want to go somewhere in between, uh, season 18 out of 40 is a good place to start and that's again casting is very very good on that season. It's actually the last season that they had where you start with 16 players instead of 18 or 20. And so, again, that feels a little bit more like your old school survivor while still having more of a modern edit. And obviously, tons and tons of fun characters throughout that season. A few of my favorites, for sure. So I guess I guess those would be my, my recommendations. But really, just you know, start from the beginning and, and just watch through. <laughs> just watch it, all it. Yeah, just watch all of it. I mean, yeah. you, you, you won't regret it. <laughs> those are great recommendations, in my opinion. And I'm very much a person, really, when it comes to anything that is a series or has multiple seasons, like whether it's you know books, even if they're not like sequential like it doesn't matter if you read them in order or not I love following the order because I feel like I can see the progression Mm -hmm. but a lot of people would watch season one of any of these shows and be like uh I'm not watching this like or whatever like it's boring or it's not the same and honestly honestly like I said a moment ago with big brother it I loved season two I'm I'm telling y'all that my favorite player is from that first season that I watched, and yet season two definitely drags at parts. I mean, it does. Mm-hmm. It feels very dated. Mm-hmm. It is a show that is, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's that season two is twenty years old. Twenty years does a lot as far as reality shows are concerned, and I know that it's different because it's a reality competition. I like to specify that those are very different because I'm not a big fan of reality TV. And yet I love reality competitions, you know, and game shows and, and what whatnot. So I, I don't like things that are goofy and staged. And I mean, even things that are innocent and fun like Duck Dynasty. I just, it was terrible. I can't. <laughs> what a throwback. Right. But see, that was one that was like, it, you know, it's not, I, I can't honestly say that I've watched an episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians, but it's like when I think of reality TV, that's kind of what I think of. And it just is like, mm-hmm. no, thanks. It's like, please yeah. don't compare me to that. And even shows like... The Bachelor, sorry, I, uh, maybe I'm throwing shade there. I know that you like it. My mom likes it. My sisters like it. I have a lot of people in my life yeah. who like that show, but that show just seems like so terrible to me. And I get it that it's like more competition-based also, but it just seems so... they're being put into situations and not to say that none of these other shows have done something like that once or twice there were a couple of seasons in the early days of survivor where they tried to have some of those four situations that were like really obnoxious and it was like okay are we trying is is survivor on mtv now because that's the way it feels you know it's like (laughs) i I know that uh season six is survivor amazon and there's and they did that was the first season where they they divided the tribes by men and women and they were like really 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 focused on like 
oh, who do you think is hot over on the women's <laughs> tribe and everything? And obviously, I mean, some of that's going to be the cast themselves, and I guess when they're separating it like that for the first time, but I think everyone who they cast on that season, not everyone, but most people who they cast on that season, they were like, are they going to talk like who they like over there? And I think right. that they tried to cast very heavy on the people who were pretty doofy and uh, lovesick puppies. Um, and then halfway through that season, they tell one guy and one girl to come from represent their tribe and they're going to be redividing the tribes after they spend the night together and they have this bed set up and it's like they're sharing a bed and i'm like what on earth it's like what are we watching so thankfully survivor has had a couple of dumb moments you know they did show jack and jill the adam sandler movie uh on a reward on survivor south pacific as well as some other terrible movie. It'll come to me in a second. I'll just blurt it out. Gulliver's Travels. Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> I love it. That one was on Survivor Nicaragua. And honestly, I'm so... I love Jack Black, so... Yeah. And so... But look, honestly, I don't even care that they showed Gulliver... Gull- I can't even say it. Gulliver's Travels. I love that that was the reward. Because one, it gave them this goofy challenge where they had to carry this giant like human body pretending like they were these little people who were carrying Gulliver <laughs> and they had to like move him through an obstacle course which is already doofy enough as it was and then what was even funnier was there was an uneven amount of players left in the game during that challenge and so one person did not get picked and it was Dan and Dan was this goofy little guy who very very small older man who definitely came across like he was some kind of mafia boss kind of guy and he's sitting there in this giant chair and he's already super super small by comparison to most of the people in this season and he's sitting in this chair made for Gulliver himself or whatever and there's this giant chair and he's sitting on there and his legs are just kicking back and forth it is the funniest thing it's a classic so, I, I love there. it it is it is one of my favorite images on all of survivor so so thank you Gulliver so probably around the same time, Survivor and Big Brother had seasons that felt like you were watching MTV, like you said. And literally my two least favorite seasons of Big Brother are those seasons where I watched the theme because Big Brother usually has a theme to its season. And I was like, I am literally watching like an MTV reality show they're trying too hard to fit into that it's like one season they had like exes and you found out that you were going to be in the house all season with your ex and then another one it was like you were paired up based on who they said was your soulmate which right the whole, more of a blind date was season yeah it was ridiculous and it didn't work out well but I was like they're trying too hard to fit into into that but it's funny because if you watch the older seasons you can see like what was trendy at those yeah. times you know that's true like, what was and what's, and what's and what's and what especially bothered me with big brothers two seasons where they did that which thankfully survivor didn't go down that same path uh with, with some of their goofy decisions but i really didn't like that with the first one where they brought in some of the exes they only did it with some of the cast and so they're yes. not on an even pl- they're not on an even yeah. playing field because whether you're against your ex or whether it's like oh we automatically have a connection because we used to date it's right. unfair to the other people it's like they should all be on the same playing field and that was one of the reasons why season six 
where they all had a secret partner worked so much better because everybody had a secret partner and it was interesting to see wait does everybody i think that they look like they're close and that made it really fun and i also like the editing of the beginning of that season because i remember they told us that everybody had a partner and i remember th- the reveal on some of them i was like wait that's that's their partner i would have never <laughs> seen that coming and that was part of what yeah. was fun because some of them made sense and some of them didn't but yeah battle of the exes i didn't like for that reason and then also on the one where they paired people up with the soulmates or whatever I hated the two things about it. One, they actually had a couple who was a real life couple and they paired them with different people. I'm like, that's so tacky. I'm like, why would you yeah. do that? It's like, oh, your soulmate's not the person you're currently in a relationship with. Okay. That's trying to cool. cause drama. Yeah. Right. So that was that was pretty that was pretty trashy, I felt like. And then also on that season I hated that they had that twist where basically they were put on the block together. Yeah, like if you got sent home, both of you were sent Yes, home. Mm-hmm. and yeah. it was like, it was like, it, it, it kind of sucked because you were losing people who shouldn't have gone home or they didn't really do anything wrong, and that was frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. I liked I liked it better when they did that on a later season, and forgive me, because with Survivor, I can just like spout them off. I'm like, season 37, okay, David versus Goliath. But with uh, Big Brother, uh, just having numbers, I can't do it quite as well, but when they brought back returning players and they brought back... Uh, Brendan and Rachel and Dick and Danielle and Jeff and Jordan. I liked the way that they had that beginning of it set up where if you lost your designated other person, you got a free pass until a certain point in the game too. And I thought that was pretty neat. So I kind of liked that format better. If you're going to just like give someone an advantage or a disadvantage maybe is the right word, then you need to like give them something in return, like protection, like you're saying. Right. And and, But it's been fun to see it on other shows too, because like Survivor, when they've done Blood versus Water, also one of my favorite seasons to watch. But you can't just go in watching that one from the get-go because it has half the cast as returning players. But Blood vs. Water is really fun when they're playing with a loved one because it made it so interesting because... Very quickly, it's like if you were a single person and you had lost your partner, you were a little bit more appealing to bring into an alliance because you didn't have baggage, so to speak. It was like you don't (laughs) count as two people, so therefore I can be your number one ally instead of your loved one. And that made it very interesting. And I liked both seasons of Blood vs. Water, how it played out, because one of the seasons was very different than the other as far as how many loved pairs made it deep in the game versus the other and that was fascinating yeah i love that theme well i know you said that you've watched every season of survivor multiple times that's right is there one that sticks out that you've watched the most Ooh, that's a good question um which one have i watched the most i don't know because back in it's i feel like it has to be either season 10 which is palau or season 13 which is cook islands those are definitely two of my favorite seasons. Might be my favorite two seasons. I don't know. It's so hard for me once you get into like favorite seasons because there's so many that I like for so many different reasons. I know that every single season of Survivor I have rewatched at least start to finish at least three times. And most of them I've, I've rewatched at least about seven times. The ones that I'm saying three, it's like are some of the more recent ones like Island of the Idols or Edge of Extinction. I haven't rewatched those more than about three times start to finish. Yeah, Palau and Cook Islands were definitely two of my favorites from, I guess you can call them early days at this point since we're, we're past season 40 now. And those are seasons 10 and 13. But those were... 
<laughs> I actually bought both of those seasons on iTunes way back in the day because it was like before you could find them on DVD or before you had all the streaming services, you couldn't rewatch Survivor. And mm-hmm. of all places, iTunes had them. And so I bought those seasons and I would show them to people. And those are probably some of the first seasons that either one of y'all watched as well. I know that the first season that you watched, Callan, was uh, South Pacific, which is season 23. And you watched that one on TV. And I don't even remember. I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah, like, I knew which that we season? were going to talk about Survivor because it's been. Yeah. Um, I know that I watched. Uh, I remember when Survivor premiered, mm-hmm. but my family and I didn't watch it. I just remember we like saw the the advertisements for it, but we did watch Pearl Island. I thought so. I mean, everybody in Mississippi <laughs> watched it because there was a representative. Right. And we had a mutual friend. I, you know, I have no idea if they're in contact now, probably not. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Pearl Islands was our first season that we watched live. I, I, I recalled nothing basically about that season. So whenever I went back to rewatch it, it was basically new to me. But I don't really remember what my first one was. Uh, I've, I've got a guess in my head because the thing is, is I know that with y'all watching, because Elizabeth watched the first one that you did too. She watched South Pacific and One World. And I'm thinking that you, is it possible that Philippines was your first season? I think it was because that's what I was thinking as well. And I think I went back and watched the ones that Callan and Elizabeth had Yeah, watched. I think you rewatched. Because they're on Prime or something. Yeah. So but yeah, I, I think Philippines, which is ironic because I mean... Philippines is one of my favorite seasons and Denise is one of my favorite players so yes. along with Malcolm and other people but um Philippines yeah. is one of my favorite seasons too. Oh yeah, it's it's def- it's definitely a favorite season too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Philippines it's hard to deny that that's one of the best seasons, but again, that's not one that I'd necessarily start people on. Sure. Just because it has three returning players. But hey, it bo- uh, you know, it was a it was a good first season for you to watch and mm-hmm. and one of the reasons why I like Philippines and one of the reasons why I try not to steer people towards Palau and Philippines and Cook Islands as a first season, or not maybe not second or third either, is because there's very unique storylines that happen in those seasons that if you watch those before you watch a bunch of other seasons, it doesn't hit you exactly the same way. Like, mm. there's some underdog stories or lack thereof underdog stories mm-hmm. from some of those seasons that are quite fascinating to watch unfold. And if you see it happen and you've never seen another season of Survivor, you're not. it's not going to hit you with the same magnitude. Like, wow, it was really impressive what they just did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just think if there's a season, and I know there are people out there that will go watch Heroes versus Villains because it's on Netflix and they're not going to know anybody and whatever, but... It really is on all of these shows because all three of the CBS ones that we've mentioned have seasons where there are returning players. It is so much more enjoyable if you have their backstory and a previous like relationship or connection with them. Whether you loved them or hated them on an earlier season, it makes it so much more fun to watch and you're so much more invested in the story of the new season. Like... You just feel like you have history and you know these people and it just makes it a better watching experience. So if you can start with seasons that have new players and then watch them return later, 
then it's going to be a better viewing experience for you. Yeah, and also and also seeing them in order too, because not just looking for the new player seasons, but if you're watching them more or less in chronological order, it helps too because you might see a fan favorite, you know, a Malcolm or a Spencer. And if you watch Spencer in Kageon, and then you watch Heroes versus Villains, since those are the two that are on Netflix, and... Maybe you watch Kageon and you really like Spencer and you really like Wu and you really like Cass or Tony. And you're like, why didn't they come back for Winners at War? You're not thinking about the fact that it's like, well, these are returning players from previous seasons. It's like all Mm -hmm. of the people I just named do come back on another season. You just have to get to them. (laughs) True. Yeah. Because it's it's funny. A good good friend of mine, uh, Sam, he watches a, a bunch of seasons of Survivor and... I love that he's gotten into Survivor as much as he has. Honestly, the reason he got into Survivor... I mean, he watched it way back when, but it was me having the the Survivor, the backyard parties that I put on, and him coming and loving competing that made him want to go back and watch Survivor. And he got into it, and I loved it, because he like hit the ground running. I, I shared my account information with him, and he has... Uh, I think watch almost every single season, but he is so funny to me because he's even watched like international seasons. He's seen some that I haven't seen yet. He's watched like the New Zealand Survivor, and I'm like, slow down. I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell me yet. Don't tell me. And so it's it is really funny because he has hit the ground running, but it's also mind boggling to me because he he won't watch them like chronologically necessarily either. And he'll just like pick a random season. He's like, I don't recognize the people in this one, or I don't think I've seen this one. Let's let's watch it. And he'll just watch a season. It's just so funny to me because not too long ago, he was talking to me, and he was talking about how uh, he thought that Dawn should have come back and played again. And I'm like, she did, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, he had, and he apparently had not seen uh, he had not seen Karamoan. Uh, he had not seen season 26, and he thought that Dawn deserved a second chance. And I'm like, yeah, she gets it, dude. <laughs> Little do you know. Little do you know. Well, that's funny, because I was going to ask you about that. What all does Survivor the Backyard entail? Well, Survivor yeah. the Backyard uh, <laughs> It's very heavily inspired by the show, obviously. I steal lots of challenges directly from the show as best I can, obviously with my limited spacing, budgeting, whatever. Um, <laughs> can't do some of those uh, swimming challenges quite like I would like and some of those endurance competitions that might last hours and hours and hours because <laughs> uh, people would get bored at a party that you're not actually giving them a million dollars to compete in. But, uh, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Usually... Uh, in years past, I've always done uh, four starting tribes, and I've divided them all sorts of different ways, which has been fun for my, like, personally, it's fun for me to just watch and see what happens. So there have been times where it's like I let the youngest person at the party, or like the four youngest, be tribe captains, and like obviously not do it in front of the entire group and have a schoolyard pick. Nobody wants to be picked last. That's not fun at a party, right? But I brought them aside and then let them schoolyard pick from everybody not in front of them. I've divided up teams just like with their people, more or less. So it's like their friend groups, their family, you know, whoever has close relationships. That's how I teamed people up. And then I had a team of like the leftovers almost. It was so funny. <laughs> I loved it. It was a it, team. And I I named the teams different things different times also. It's like sometimes it's uh, something as goofy as like like mythical creatures. We've done that where it was like Team Yeti, Team Fairy, Team Bigfoot or, or whatever. And kind of Nintendo characters. So Team Kirby was the random misfits. And Kirby killed it. I, I was so proud of those guys. Um, great team. Y'all were, y'all were what? Representing Team Yoshi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. And then we had yes. Team Bowser and Team Sonic. 
And Sonic, <laughs> uh, much like the character, uh, started off super, super strong and fast, but flamed out. So <laughs> yeah. it's it's funny how much time I spend thinking about different things. I'll sometimes watch, like even watching the international version of the show, I'm like, could I do a challenge like that? Could I do something like that? I'm like, always my mind's thinking of, like, could I do something similar while still keeping it fast-paced enough? Because I've had challenges that I've had to tweak over the years. You know, I love the water weight-bearing challenge where you have, like, one representative holding up these heavy buckets of water while all these other people are running and filling up the buckets and it's like can they hold it up long enough and I've had to make that challenge a little bit harder to where they've got to keep the bucket up to a certain height it was one of those things where I used to just play by the honest rule like okay just just keep your arms above your your waist with those buckets or whatever and once those buckets get so full, they start lowering and lowering. It's like, nope, you got to get your arm. You gotta, it's like you don't want to just nitpick because they've been fighting so hard for it. So what I've done in recent years is I literally have like an expo marker taped, duct taped to the bottom of the, the bucket that they're holding. And so, and they're holding it over a table that has, you know, big sheets of paper on it. And when that marker touches the table, it's like, that's it. And so they know I've got to keep it above that line. And so those are the things that I've had to tweak over the years. But it, the, I love Survivor the Backyard. I honestly, I have just as much fun hosting it and <laughs> dropping lots of money out of pocket for, for new stuff and for prizes and for whatnot too. As I, I love it. I have so much fun doing it and seeing people compete. Just like a Survivor fan, I really don't care. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter that, you know, my siblings and my wife and my best friends and my coworkers and people who I don't know super well occasionally are playing. I don't care who wins. I really don't. It's it's. Yeah, I want explain, the. Explain. Um, yeah. What oh, that yeah. Looks like. Right. Exactly. I guess I should. Yeah. I'm, uh, here I am. Not not telling you how it works very well because <laughs> again, at a party, you can't just vote somebody out. You know, and and so yeah, that's not very fun. It's not fun. And as much as I love to have the deceit and the lying and the backstabbing and seeing how <laughs> that works, and maybe someday I will, you know, figure out a way to put together a party like that. But the formula that I have works really well. I told you it has four starting teams, and so what happens is I'm basically having challenges, and along the way, the teams that are winning the challenges are scoring points. So I have this this I'm doing tallies basically for points. And sometimes there will be challenges where only the winning team gets points. Sometimes it'll be one team versus one team and then the other team versus the other. And I'll switch up, you know, each team, like which ones. It's not the same two playing all the time. So oftentimes half the teams are getting points and half aren't. And sometimes I'll play all four doing the same competition at the same time. First place gets, let's just say, three points. Second place gets two points. And third place gets one point fourth place gets none um but once you get to the the end of it the three losing teams are going to turn around and vote for who they think played the best on the winning team so obviously it's much more competition based than the show would be it's you know but it makes it a lot of fun because if you if you play really hard and you give it your all it it doesn't really matter if you if you know everybody or not obviously having some connections can help because you know if if your best friend is on the, the team that won, you're probably going to vote for them. But I really enjoy it when people do vote based on, on gameplay alone. So anybody mm-hmm. who comes and gives it their all can certainly win. And that 
has always made it fun for me. And in recent years, I've also added some some <laughs> kind of goofy elements, but things where there are hidden advantages and, and even immunity idols and things like that thing that can come into play to where someone from the losing team could actually be in the, in the running also. So some fun twists. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It is. And it's fun to participate in challenges inspired from the show because you kind of get a taste of if you were on there or like you're deciding who on your tribe should do this challenge. And so there's strategy. And I think everybody always has a really good time and gets into it. Like it's funny that a lot of the times the people that have never seen Survivor are the ones that are the most into the competition. Right, right. So and I think that, I think it's something funny. It's something fun too because... After, after you're out of, like, I don't know, high school, it's like you don't do things like that very often. Like, do those backyard kind of games and the competitions like that and team sports. And you just don't do them as much as a young adult. And it's been fun because, I mean, we've been doing the Survivor parties in the backyard since 2007, I think. I mean, maybe even 2006. It's been a long time, and, and we've we've had a lot of them, and it's, it's a lot of fun. My, my uh, game has evolved as well as the show <laughs> evolving. There you go. <laughs> Gotta stay relevant. Right. Well, how excited are you for the new season of Survivor? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I've just been... I've, I, and there's no name. Yeah, right? so they're doing something weird. Uh, <laughs> I say something weird. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I haven't decided. Survivor has decided, uh, at least for the time being, not sure if it will change, which would be weirder probably if they change back, but uh, they're not going to have almost like their subtitles. Which to me, that's going to be, because like we talked about with Big Brother and The Amazing Race, right. it's like, it's more difficult for me to remember numbers than it is, yeah. the name you know, of the season. The name. I mean, if like like yeah. you did earlier where you were like, yeah, season 37, no idea what that is. Right. But when you say David versus Goliath, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember, yeah. you know, all yeah. that. Right. And, and so I'm, so that's the part that makes me a little disappointed where it doesn't make me disappointed is it also means that it will be a little bit less gimmicky Mm -hmm. because a lot of seasons themes I love, you know, second chance, heroes versus villains, (laughs) winners at war, um, fans versus favorites, blood versus water. Those are all themes that I can get behind. Um, but there are good seasons of survivor that have really dumb twists as far as the names are concerned. I mean, again, one of the best seasons is Kagiyan, and thankfully it's called Kagiyan, but it does have a <laughs> subtitle underneath it where it's called Brains versus Brawn versus Beauty. And it's mm-hmm. so dumb. It's like, I mean, it, Brains versus Brawn would be okay, but throwing in Beauty, that just sounds so dumb. <laughs> and because the season did so well, they actually did another season that was another Brains versus Brawn versus Beauty, which is so goofy because they were totally banking it off of the success of the first one. But that that was... Which the twist was not what made it great. No, no, it was not. Yeah. It was, and, and that's the same thing. Like, I, I, I Brains, Brawn, Beauty is, is bad. I think that... What are, what are the worst? The worst to me have to be heroes versus... <laughs> he, he, no, heroes yes. versus healers versus hustlers. <laughs> I can't stand that name. Uh-huh. Ugh, that's yeah. terrible. H-H-H. Yeah. And you have your namesake. Yeah, I do. From that season I do, as well. yeah. Yeah. And so that so that's another reason with, with Survivor. Well, I, I again, I, should I be spoiling all these seasons? It like kills me inside a little bit to know that I'm spoiling like outcomes of Survivor. But... Uh, <laughs> 
I just said there's a dude that plays the survivor named Ben. That's well, all I said. Okay. Well, I, maybe, maybe I'm already alluding too much to it, but <laughs> I will say this on uh, the Australian version of the show, there is a contestant whose name is Benji Wilson. And I'm like, come oh on, God. dude. I'm like, put me on the show. It's like Australia knows where it's at. And so, wow. little, little, little bummed. Yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Well, you so. can throw that in your next audition video. Right. I, I, I already thought about that. So, <laughs> you know, my mind's always <laughs> thinking of ways that I can throw some things as far as getting on the show. Yeah, i got to get creative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, hero, he, heroes versus healers versus hustlers. It's such a mouthful. It's, it's, mm-hmm. that's, it is. It's got to be my least favorite. And right behind, right behind it is white collar versus blue collar versus no collar. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's so yeah. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> It also has the worst tribe name in the history of Survivor. Thank you, Mike Holloway. America. <laughs> Why yes, did you name it's a tribe America? That's terrible. That is awful. Yep. Struggles. But yeah, so Survivor has decided not to have uh, a title going forward, so it won't have the goofy, uh, won't have the goofy themes that they have to have every so often but at the same time we're just going to have numbers and i think that in theory they were thinking it's going to be like the super bowl or something but <laughs> i don't know i still like the locations i really wish that they would, I, I get why they're they've set up camp in fiji and why they keep going back to fiji again and again and again and honestly look australian survivors they don't really have subtitles or anything with theirs they've done some seasons where they call it champions versus contenders and they've done an all-star season but aside from that there is just like australian survivor 2017 australian survivor 2018 australian mm-hmm. survivor 2019 so it's like and and there's are fantastic so you know it may not be a bad thing and they've reused the same locations a few times there as well but yeah the uh, survivor has set up camp in fiji and they just love filming there and i do get it they've had some issues with certain places in the past but i do love some of the old seasons of Survivor where they're at a location. And I love them tying in the history. Yeah. I love it when they have mm-hmm. really cool locations. The seasons that are set in Africa. The seasons mm-hmm. that are set in South America. China. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those locations are just crazy locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australia. You know, though I love it. And they really played into the, the theme of those seasons sometimes just with the location. So when we have... You know, Survivor winners at war last year. It was really cool looking down at the bottom of the screen and being like, oh, yeah, they won Survivor Africa. Oh, they won Survivor Philippines. Oh, yeah, they won Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. (laughs) Yeah, I I'm with you. Like, I don't I don't necessarily mind a theme. I yeah. can get too cheesy or too much, but I definitely would prefer like the locations. Like I think yeah. that's really fun and it just changes up the environment. Like when I think Philippines, there's something about that environment that I loved. Like I just thought it was beautiful. It just gave it a different vibe. Like it really makes every season feel different when they're on a different yeah. type of island or maybe have different types of weather, you know, stuff. So I miss the traveling around to different places and it just gives you an opportunity to see like a different location too. But I think just Phil Kogan was like, he has to have the most countries visited by a host. And he's <laughs> just like, Jeff, you stay in your lane. You know, just stay in Fiji. Yeah, Julie, you just stay. Survivor was really giving it a run for its money, I'm sure, with Amazing Yeah, I mean, he's been to, I don't even know, it's like 100 
I don't know how many countries he's been to, like 120 or something crazy. Something <laughs> so, crazy, yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit ahead of everyone, I think. Yeah. Meanwhile, Julie is just like on set in L.A. <laughs> right. She's in an enjoying studio city, you know, just living her life. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure because like it, it's one of those mixed mix bag of nuts for me because I would love to Candies get on. And nuts. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If ifs and nuts, were, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> yep, classic Colby Donaldson right yep. there. Anyway, yeah, and, and Keith Nail. They both said that line. Well, which one's is great. better than the other. I love them both. <laughs> Stick to the plan. <laughs> I mean, the, the, look, if I could be like either one of them, hey, golden. Yeah, so I don't know. It's like if I get on a. It, it, when I get on a future season of Survivor, it's going to feel weird, like, you know, being the winner of season 43. Like Survivor yeah. 43, that's the one I won. It's it's like, I don't know. I guess at the same yeah. time, I'm glad that it's not something as goofy as HHH, like Triple I keep H, on referencing. Yeah. Right. But even right, something right. like Ghost Island, at least it has a cool sound to it. Or Edge of Extinction, yeah. it kind of sounds cool, you know? Yeah. But at least you can prepare yourself when you know, hey, I'm going to Fiji. Right. <laughs> so that's a plus. <laughs> And it is funny also because when they when they keep on using the same locations, it's it's kind of funny too because it's like they used to like the the merge tribe names. You know, the contestants come up with the merge tribe names themselves, and it used to be like, oh, what is the 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 Chinese word for this? And it, would, it was like they would come up with a certain word, and that would be their merge tribe name. And now they're, they're just like the. The Fijian word, the Fijian word, the Fiji. It's like, okay, if you're always in Fiji, it's like. Yeah, eventually all Survivor fans will learn lots of Fijian words. Right, because we were laughing because we were watching watching Australian Survivor and the merged tribe name on the season that we're watching is Kalo Kalo, which means star in Fijian. And it was making me laugh because that's also the same merged tribe name from David versus Goliath on the U.S. version. They took the same word, and I'm like, okay, that's really funny. But it's also kind of dumb because it's like, y'all are all in Fiji. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one that uh, Malcolm did, and it was his mom's name? Yeah, backwards. so that was Enil Adam. And yeah. it was, it I thought was, that was yes. clever. It was, it was Madeline backwards. Yeah, there have been a few fun ones like that because obviously uh, one of the first times, if not the first, where they basically came up with a tribe name and dictated it in a well I say dictated like they really did but where they acted like they were coming up with something that was really clever and native and it was not was yep. Ice Cream Boy Eric from Fans vs. Favorites and he names the merge tribe Dabu D-A-B-U and he made up something as far as what it stood for but really it was just a nonsensical war- word and he thought it would be really funny to have them call it <laughs> Dabu and that is funny <laughs> <laughs> um, but and then of course uh, in Redemption Island, Boston Rob comes up with uh, Merlonio for the merge tribe name, and he tell he tells them you know it has something to do with I guess where was that season filmed in in Nicaragua I believe, and but he acted like it had something to do with the native language, but in reality it was it had to do with uh, Amber's uh, stuffed animal that that had that same name. And so there have been some funny ones over the years. But yes, Anil Adam uh, was a funny one for sure. His mom's name backwards. I already loved Malcolm. And then that, that did it. Well, see, and, and, and Malcolm's just a, must be a funny one in general. Because who knows? I don't know who came up with the merge name in Philippines his first season. But the merge tribe name on that season is Dangrain. And it's literally Dang Rain. 
because it rained so much while they were out there and they're like we're, they were so frustrated so they named their merged tribe dank rain and fun fact they tried to call it uh something else starting with f rain but that didn't that didn't not pass that did not pass the producers you know the, Clever, but no. <laughs> Anna, do you have other questions? Because I feel like the question I'm going to ask should be the last question. So. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I was just looking at them, and I think I answered. I mean, I asked the, uh, or they came up in conversation. It's okay if you're if if this is the last question, I can probably keep it going for another three hours tops if you want. You know? <laughs> Look, we haven't had to do a signal the whole time. <laughs> it's been yeah. Right. There you go. That's weird. That's very weird. <laughs> Yeah, for all for all you listeners uh, ahead of time, I, I basically said that I could talk talk about Survivor for at least twelve hours straight, if not longer, without even trying to go to bed in between. And I was like, if I just start rambling, which I've done quite a few times on here, as you've heard, uh, I told them to give me a signal, you know, give me a cut off signal or something <laughs> like that, like shut up, shut up, stop talking. <laughs> So they wouldn't have to hear it, but I could see it and know to shut up. But they haven't had to do that. Wait, they're giving it to me now. Oh, shoot. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, you've been great. And on that note, I think that at the very least, you could probably talk about every episode for an hour. So think about that. That's forty hours. That's a job, right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, well, you're saying you're you're saying every season. I could probably every talk season. about every episode. Yeah, and and beyond that, my mind is so it's it's terrible. It really is. I know I have a problem, but it's like I think about all sorts of things. Like I think about just random survivor trivia, like how many confessionals people have. I think about who has had the most collective days and who has won the most immunity challenges and all sorts of random survivor trivia that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day but it's in my head and i know it and it means something to me and so that's that's you know it's goofy something special <laughs> i guess well, so. that's what matters <laughs> i also i also have like i have all these like these like uh fantasy lists going where it's like oh my next casting of an all-star season or a second chance season and of course you know i have my rankings of favorite survivor players as well as seasons and everything else it's just it's bad it really is i mean if anybody could just have a spreadsheet of all my thoughts at any given time it's like the amount of paper that it would take up to print out everything that I've thought survivor related. There'd be no trees left on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I think that some people would probably say, wow, like, why do you know so much about survivor, et cetera? Like, how do you have all this stored up in your mind? Like, why have you devoted all this time? Why are you a freak? I know. But really, you are not like a person who's, for example, into sports. If you take just a random guy like who is a sports lover off the street, he's going to know all these stats of players from all the various sports that he likes. He's going to know how they did in school, how they did in professional, what they're doing this season. He's going to know all this off the top of his head. Yeah, that is true. I don't even know who played in the Super Bowl this year. Exactly. Like... Your brain is not devoted to that. It's devoted to Survivor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most most definitely. I think that if anyone is listening is like, wow, this guy knows like way too much. Or if anybody were to say anything, it's like, well, it's just a different topic that you have a lot of knowledge yeah. of. And I feel like a lot of people have that 
maybe not even the depth of level of love that you have for Survivor and knowledge because I think it takes a certain brain to be able to retain all of that information <laughs> as well. But like no one should say, wow, you know too much about this or you're too into this because everybody has their thing that they're really into. Right. Like, okay, I watch Pride and Prejudice or scenes of it every night before bed. Like I'm guilty of that. So I mean, yeah. that's just my thing. Like nobody should say anything. So the fact that you have all this knowledge, I think it just proves why you should be on the show well thank you i appreciate it i mean the funny thing is i have other passions also i do have other things that i really really like right we didn't we didn't touch on them but you know I'm, i'm a big nerd at heart i grew up you know a pokemon kid disney kid star wars kid lord of the rings harry potter and none of that's really faded over time but yeah survivor is just it just grows and it's like it's just like spreading and consuming me i guess and and what's really funny also is i see super fans get on the show and there have been some super fans who have done very well. You know, we've had some super fan winners before, but it seems like most of the time people who are super, super, super obsessed flame out so fast. Yeah. And that's like, again, that's something in my head where it's like, you can't do that at all. Do not overplay at the beginning. Do not freak out. Do not, you know, it's like, I'd want to, yeah. you know, I'd want to just go in playing hard, but do not do that. Do not freak people out. <laughs> Jacob from Ghost Island. What's funny is I, I knew him before he even played on the show. Again, crazy, right? Uh, but I, I didn't know him personally, but I knew him from reading Survivor blogs. And he was on one called Inside Survivor. And he would do this article where he was predicting, you know, some of the things that would happen on the next episode of Survivor and whatnot. And it was fun to read his articles. And then I saw that he was on the cast and I'm like, that's really cool. I know who he is. You know, not that I really <laughs> know him, but I did. And he played so bad so fast. It was hilarious. I mean, he was literally (laughs) dumping the tribe's rice into his nasty used sock to try and see if there was an idol or something inside the rice or some, uh, some clue inside the rice. And he got sent to Ghost Island, uh, very first. And what he does is he taunts the team that lost immunity and then they choose him to go to Ghost Island. And then he's like, ha, I did that on purpose. So you would send me. It's like, no, you don't tell him that, you dummy. <laughs> and then he comes back and he tells his tribe that he found a hidden immunity. It's like, no. And he didn't have mm-hmm. anything. So it's like, he ends up being like the second person booted out of the season. And it's like, that's, ugh, it was cringy to watch. You're not representing us well. <laughs> no, and, it, and, and I get it. It's like, you want to play hard, but you just, you can't do that. And so. You can't overthink it. Yeah. Right. And I think that, I think that I could do it. I, th- I really do. I mean, the thing is, is I think that anybody who is convinced that they will 100% win Survivor is is kind of dumb, you know? It's like, if you've watched the show as much as a real person who could make a, a proclamation like that, you would realize that there are so many twists and turns and so many variables that it doesn't matter. I mean, Survivor and Big Brother get compared to chess a lot, and there's some truth to that. But the reality is we're dealing with unknown variables which is other people you cannot control the will of others you can manipulate it sometimes and you can have things going your way and you can play a pretty flawless game but until you get out there and know who you're playing against it's totally different i mean Mm -hmm. if you have one person who thwarts your plan throws everything off yeah exactly there's a lot of unknowns right and then throw in twists and turns and idols and things where it's tribe swaps 
things along the way. It's like to to act like there's a super soldier of a player is ridiculous mm-hmm. because nobody nobody can. It's a game that involves numbers. It involves other people. And to act like you're going to win out everything, you can't win without the tribe helping you too, you know, in those yeah. team challenges at the beginning. So, yep. Well, the one question I wanted to ask you, and I have a little comment of my own that I'm thinking to throw in after you answer but why do you think that you love Survivor as much as you do like what at the end of the day when you boil it down what is it about the show that is like this is why this is like one of my passions in life that's a really good question I don't think I've ironically as big of a fan as I am I don't feel like I'm normally asked that I don't feel like that's a question that I have a perfect answer for not that I have to have a perfect answer, but I feel like there's a lot of reasons, which makes sense, right? One is that I love adventure and I love competition. And so it's super, super fun in that regard. I also get attached to the players. Like it's like they're characters, even though they're real people. And you root for them. And you start to feel something if they win or if they lose and so forth. And some of them, it's like you've watched them season after season after season. And it would be like having a scripted show where it's like a character of yours dies or something like that. And that sounds really dramatic, but it's like it's 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 devastating when somebody who you are pulling for comes up short and seeing the struggle with them and so forth. And they know it's a game, but it's so much more than a game. It is just one of those competitions. And again, knowing all the ins and outs of how the game works and loving the fact that there's no, this is how you win Survivor, there's, there's no way that you just go about doing it. There, That's why a lot of the players who are regarded as some of the best to ever play are players who have adapted to situations in multiple seasons. And that's fun to watch. It's fun to see your, your it's fun to see people change and grow. And it's fun for people to let you down or, you know, really impress you throughout it. It's also something that, like a lot of these other things that I just briefly touched on a moment ago, where I have like Disney and Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and so forth. It has been a part of my life since I was a child. The first season of, of Survivor premiered when I was 10 years old. And I was I was watching it by the time I was 11 years old. And now <laughs> I'm 31. And I've been watching it since then. Not just watching it, but re-watching it. And obsessing over it. I love how it has stayed relevant. It's not just like, oh, we're done with the season. That's one of the things about rewatching old seasons, and that's one of the things that Survivor does really well. And they have a lot of fans. There's a lot of fans who are probably crazy like I am. There definitely are, but they bring back players on a lot of different seasons. And so people whose stories we thought were finished a long time ago they'll sometimes bring back and that's super exciting. At the end of the day, it's seeing the social experiment of seeing people kind of stripped to the core of trust, betrayal, success, failure, and just the survival elements of it. I love it. So much about it appeals to me. I'm sure that starving out there would not be super fun, but I love the outdoors. I love the idea. It's almost like a fantasy of like, you know, I I loved Lost back when it was on TV back in the day. And like the idea of being on a deserted island kind of 
scenario, the Swiss Family Robinson, the Robinson Crusoe, you know, any scenario like that has such appeal to me. It's sometimes we get so caught up in day-to-day life and technology. I do it. Look, I'm re-watching Survivor on a tablet that I'm casting onto the, the television and we're recording using computers and phones and microphones and everything right now. But it, it's fun to go camping or go somewhere. One of my favorite places in the world is is the mountains where my grandfather has a mountain house and you get like no cell service up there. And I love it. Just unplugging, that has such a beautiful thought in my head and I would love to play. So seeing people doing that and living this adventure and then doing it time and time again... All of that is super appealing to me. And I also like seeing people push their limits. I like seeing people laugh. I like seeing people cry. I like seeing people fight. And when I say fight, I don't just mean like dramatic, like, you know, cat fights where they're they're yelling at each other and calling each other nasty names, but fighting that that grit where their determination is paying off. And I love that, unlike so many other shows, I love that in Survivor, like I've already touched on, they're is no true method to doing it. What works for one person will not work for another. And I love that you have to try and do whatever you can in any situation to try and make it there yourself. At the end of the day, the game has changed a lot in 21 years, but the theme itself has remained the same. You are surviving. You are trying to make it to the end and reap the reward from the people who are saying, hey, you did it best. And I love the social aspect. I love the physical aspect. I love the nature side of it. I, there's there's nothing that does not appeal about the show to me. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> that's it in a nutshell, you know. So that's a really big nut. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great answer. And what I would add to that um, that I was thinking about as we've just been talking is, so as... You mentioned earlier my first season of Survivor was South Pacific. And the only reason I started watching Survivor was because you had talked about it. And we had already been friends for a while at this point. But you had talked about it. And I was like, okay, a new season starting. I'll, I'll watch it with you. And we would talk about it like every week. Yeah. And I think that a big thing in Survivor for you is that, that you didn't mention, is that you really enjoy sharing it with other people. Definitely. Yeah, we have we have Survivor watch parties. Um, I mean, every single episode I'm watching with a large chunk of people and then catching up with a bunch of other people. And beyond that, we do all sorts of goofy things, too. In addition to the Survivor Party that I mentioned with the backyard that we do, we also do Survivor Bets occasionally. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh, that's bad. But yeah, we do. We'll we'll throw in, you know, small amounts, but like $5.00. And you'll you'll bet on your your top two or three people or whatever will write down the name before the season starts or after the first episode. Sometimes if it's a, a new cast, and that's always a lot of fun. And you know the winners taking home you know fifty bucks, and runner up gets you know they double their investment, and third place usually gets their five bucks back. So it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And then you have seasons like Winners at War where we did it a little bit differently, and we said, hey, you can put five dollars on as many people as you want, and we had a pot going of like nearly $300 because everybody was putting money on like six to eight people. And lo and behold, out of all those bets, again, do that math. It was like close to $300 divided by five is how many entries we had. 
nobody picked the winner. So everybody mm-hmm. literally just got their money back because nobody picked the winner, which is crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But things like that are, it's fun. And it makes it more interactive and it's fun to chat about. And I don't know. I think that obviously you said you have been watching it for most of your life. But even like early on in the years I knew you, I knew that you watched it. But since you have gotten all of us into it, I feel like your <laughs> love for it has grown. Like it. Oh yeah, it has. It has definitely just increased and increased and increased. And it's. And that's why I'm saying it's. It's like it's spreading within me or whatever because it, it is. It's just it. The more I can't get enough of it, you know. I already had a few Survivor buffs, but like. About a year and a half, two years ago, I realized, why the heck haven't I started collecting these survivor buffs? And so I like went on a mission to get all these survivor buffs. And geez, it's it's hard. Some of these they they didn't they stopped selling them like after the season came out basically. And now the only place you can find them really is about like eBay. And some of these people are crazy. And all of a sudden, people are dropping. I kid you not, like the Matt Singh buff from Survivor Philippines. Is on eBay right now, listed at fifteen hundred dollars on the bid right now. Oh my God, fifteen hundred dollars! Crazy. <laughs> and and the bid's not over yet. Well, I own every single Survivor buff, <laughs> and I'm not selling them. But that's a lot of money. <laughs> I have sold a couple of them where I had extras because, of course, I have my wearable collection and then my collection collection. And so some of them, I'm like. I uh, can't justify wearing a buff that's worth like a thousand dollars right now. I'm gonna sell that. So yeah, you know. that's crazy. But I still, I still have duplicates of my favorite buffs that I actually wear. So some of my favorite tribes and whatnot. But yep, the obsession does not slow down. It doesn't, and I don't guess we've mentioned it on here, but actually, when Ben and Elizabeth got married, we even made a video called Survivor Matrimony, where we got everyone in yep. both sides of the wedding party to film, like, essentially a trailer for a season of Survivor called Survivor Matrimony, and we threw in a lot of inside jokes and a lot of reasons why, like, we were going to be the best member of the wedding party, and that was a lot of fun to put together, <laughs> and we played it at the rehearsal dinner and it just goes to show the love of survivor is deep <laughs> oh it yeah is. and and, the, and that was one of i mean that's got to be like the best gift or close to it that i've ever had in my life i loved that video so much and it's so funny and and i love that now i have a, a copy on dvd as well as having access to it uh on a couple of places online as well but yeah some of these gifts that i have gotten over the year are fantastic anna gave me uh, a custom made survivor tie you know <laughs> yeah. which was pretty grand i have like the cardboard cutout life-size jeff probst which they had on the <laughs> cbs store website and i have custom survivor playing cards a custom survivor guess who game you know all sorts of things and all 40 seasons on dvd like i don't already have paramount plus or before that it was cbs all access which had every (laughs) single season without commercials but i have to have the Mm -hmm. the tangible copy as well you know oh yeah and now and now every single buff from every single season from every single tribe and a sweater a new sweater and a sweater and a christmas sweater oh yeah oh gosh i'm wearing a survivor shirt right now and i probably have I have, my best guess is I probably have about 13 or 14 Survivor shirts <laughs> of various 
seasons and designs and whatnot and and socks and sweatpants really like (laughs) just it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i I know it is too but i can't help it you do you you know live your life love what you love and (laughs) yeah it's not hurting anybody it's not. <laughs> it may, maybe, maybe the bank account. I don't know. <laughs> well, we love talking about Survivor with you. And um, as long as Survivor is on, we will be chatting about it. That is for sure. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting because this will be the first season that we'll be having the podcast while a Survivor season is going on. So. Oh, I'm sure I will have lots of thoughts. <laughs> Well, I guess that's about it for today. I think we, like we said, could talk for hours more. But, Ben, you will definitely have to make a return to the podcast. And we appreciate you coming on today. Well, I appreciate it. And I appreciate y'all having me. Remember, this episode was brought to you by Mountain Dew. (laughs) Just do it. Do it. I think that's all I got. (laughs) If you caught all of those separate references, let us know. You can tell us via Instagram. We're on there. On Twitter. Uh, You can email us. You can join our Discord (laughs) channel. And you can also leave a rating and a review and subscribe because I know you all loved Ben. Go ahead and hit that subscribe so you don't miss the next time he's on the show with us. Absolutely. Yeah, so like Callan said, thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait to interact with you on all of the platforms. But until next time, I'm Anna. I'm Callan. And I'm Ben. And the tribe has spoken, and now so have we. 